Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, Internet world. Welcome to Auto Merch Talk. It's a podcast we put together to talk about car, car stuff in the industry. We work for a company named Car Data. We take pictures and videos of cars at dealerships. So if you're looking for a videography or photography service for your inventory, Car Data is your company. Today, as usual, guys, we're going to have some updates for you guys over a few things. So um, I have Edwin Gomez with me today. He's going to start it off. So, in the news. What's in the news? Both Hyundai and Kia remain firmly under the glare of safety regulators in the U.S. They've been having a lot of issues. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, they've been having a lot of incidents with their engine failures, fires, like different things. They say oh, like about 3 million cars, Hyundai and Kia's total. That's crazy. That's a lot of cars. But they, they, they said that Hyundai is actually taking care of the problems and they're actually... Going no, yeah, they are. They are. They're taking care of the problems and and the, the, the failures and the fires are actually in Hyundai's and Kia's manufactured between 2011 and 2016. Right. So, I mean, they are taking care of it. If you own a car or a Kia or whatever. From those years. <clears throat> from those years, you know, just call the dealer, see what's up. Right. Because <clears throat> they are handling it and they've making it top priority. They, they still have to pay some fines. They still have to pay about $137 million in fine in November of 2020. That's a lot of money. And Kia was ordered to pay $27 million in fines also for safety measures. Wow. They, they, they didn't attack the problem too fast enough, I guess. That's what happened. That Yeah. Wow, that's, that's a hit. That's a big little hit right there. Wow. <clears throat> in other news... Will 2022 be the year where you buy a, your next EV? All uh, signs point to yes. <laughs> Sorry, I was shaking. I was shaking the eight ball. <laughs> so yeah. So what does 2022 look like? Well, the electric movement, the electric vehicle movement in India received its biggest push. Um, they're doing uh, uh, key launches in two and four-wheeler, four-wheel oh, okay. vehicles. And I guess they say two, because in India, there's there's a lot of bikes. There's like, a lot of like, motorcycles. Like, like, yeah, like scooters, motorcycles. Right. So that's why they say two-wheeler, because I want to say there's probably more two-wheelers than regular cars out there. So. Kind of like China, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and India's, uh, India's idea is to be 100% electrified by 2030. Wow. So they're looking to get this done literally in the next eight years that's not a lot of time to, to do that it's not that's not that is not but they have big they have big companies like uh hero electric mm -hmm. okinawa um hero electric are the ones that make those big uh i guess the trucks right the box right, trucks. it sounds like yeah it, right the truck, mm. <clears throat> i mean i could be mistaken but uh they do have other companies out there that are helping them with the push there's a lot of companies coming out with evs too so it's going to make it more give, give the consumer more options yep yep to buy d different different brands <clears throat> not only tesla and then the good thing is again this is one of the, the issues i was having because everybody's talking about ev vehicles but I, <laughs> I know they're thinking about it but i don't see like them doing the infrastructure yeah like where the gas right where, where, the, where the charge and stuff so in india the indian oil corporation and a petroleum company i'm not too sure what the name is they've actually gotten together and they're gonna make sure 
that the infrastructure is made. Kind of like an example, putting putting um, charging station and gas stations. Yes, yes. <clears throat> so, so it's like uh, in a couple of the last uh, podcasts that we've been talking about. You know, I wonder who's going to be in charge of that. Right. And I think you said at one time, at one time, maybe it's like a power company or something. Right. Well, that's exactly how it's going to be in India. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It helps with the anxiety of, of the range, <clears throat> the range anxiety. If you have if you have charging station at each gas station, that'd be pretty cool. Exactly, exactly. So you're not worried about when, when your next charging is going to happen. When your next charging is going to happen and stuff. <clears throat> More news in India. So if you want to convert your old petrol diesel car into an EV, now you can in India because they have a new law that the DI government announced that they will deregister all diesel vehicles that complete 10 years on January 1st. The state transport department has come up with the option for customers to convert their old cars into EVs. That is pretty cool. That is. And then what is the pricing on it? What's, what's it going to cost? Hmm. <laughs> from, from, from my research, what I found is going to cost between six dollars and $8,000 to, to get a car. It's not a big car. I guess it's a smaller car. But it's a four-wheel car. It's gonna cost between three thousand. I mean, between six thousand and eight thousand dollars to convert your car. I mean, that doesn't sound too bad for us, but then in India, it's a lot. I'm money. yeah. I'm wondering. I'm wondering. Maybe they can probably get something else for six to eight grand. That's probably why they have the scooters there too. Yeah. Well, again, at least they have some sort of option. Right. And that's gonna be actually what they're looking at is vehicles, uh, ten to fifteen years old. Right. So that's what they're looking at. They Imagine wanted. if they did that here in the United States. <laughs> oh, that would be, I would actually, I wonder how many people would do it. Right. I mean, with the way gas prices are here, people might want to pay those $8,000 ahead of time because right. it's going to save you so much money in the long run. Right. There's about 1.5 million diesel vehicles in, in Delhi, India, Delhi. to have complete 10 years. Wow. And there's 28 million that are 15 years and more. That's a big difference. That is huge. That's a lot of vehicles. $8,000 a pop. <laughs> right. Oh, good. I'm really very curious to see. I can't wait. Because I know it, it's, it seems easy in theory, but how are you going to change out 28 million? I mean, you want to be all electric by 2030. So what happens to all these vehicles? Right. <clears throat> Either they go in the garbage wow. or, they, or they get converted to EVs. Wow. There's another topic I, I thought was pretty interesting. Electric vehicles or CNG cars. Compressed natural gas cars, which means propane, propane gas cars. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually pretty good because some of the CNG cars are both. It's, right. It's, it's kind of like a, right. Like a hybrid. Right. So that takes away the anxiety that that you're saying, right? Because let's say here in the United States, I'm not sure there's too many CNG places that we can go to. No, right? not, not that I know of. Yeah, not that we know of, but third world countries, yes. But then, I mean, it gives you the option to let's say you're I don't know 40, 50 miles away from the next gas, the natural gas place, but you right. bump into a gas station. You, you have, have the still, option, right? Yeah. So that gets rid of the little bit of the anxiety. Okay. There's, there was a 56% rise in sales of CNG cars till November. On, on November. Wow. 
and that's because of the raise, the raising, the, the rising gas prices. Right, people are yep. their cars with CNGs. And then they do, and there, like you said, they do have the option to get it. They have the options that there's areas where they can right. you know, refill. And just so as uh, the average of, of CNG mm-hmm. is, uh, it'll be two dollars and eleven cents versus our maybe like three fifty nine right. a gallon per gas. Right. So they are saving a good like dollar sixty, dollar seventy. Right. So it, it does make sense <clears throat> in the long run to do that. <clears throat> there, there are pros too in CNG cars. For example, is the lack of dependency on fossil fuels and lesser running costs. Obviously, we talked about the gas prices. Um, the car runs cleaner on CNG compared to fossil fuels. And they're they're, they're really kind of ahead of the game because they have several car makers there. Um, they have um, Maruru Suzuki. They mm-hmm. have Hyundai Motor. They so so they've already gotten it out there where some of these car makers already have been offering these CNG kits. That's pretty cool. As an aftermarket edition. Right. Yeah. So I mean, they seem to be definitely going on the right track there. Well, <clears throat> what are the cons? The cons for the CNG vehicles is that you have to sacrifice some space in your trunk to put that big cylinder in the back. That makes sense. Yep, it does. So then when they convert it, they lose some luggage space or whatever it might be. Could you just take space. out the, the, the tank, the gas tank from the bottom? But No, because remember, it's still using two. It right. still uses <clears throat> gas. Right. So, yeah. But that's okay. Seems like a big deal. But most people that drive convertibles are losing space in their trunk. Right. <clears throat> so. The other thing you were saying, the, the, the second reason is because it's hard to find fill, filling stations for the CNG cars. Oh, and it actually says it's very difficult to find a CNG station right. beyond certain states and cities. Obviously, that would probably more be the more, right. you know, not the city areas. And thirdly, it, it takes away the performance of the engine. So it, it kind of destroys your engine slowly throughout time. Yeah, it says you, you can, uh, it does about 10%. Right, 10% You'll feel loss. about 10% less power and stuff. I mean, that might not be noticeable for most people, depending right. on what they're doing, what type of driving they're doing. Okay. And then again, regular cars also lose their power after a while. Right, that's true. So that's it's true. kind of the same thing. Electric vehicle pros. Them. What are the pros for electric vehicles? Electric vehicles are cheaper to run. You don't need to, 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 to do too much maintenance on them compared to the, the CNG vehicles. Yeah, because there's almost zero maintenance because it's, it's, right, it's, it's electric. all, yeah, it's electric. That's actually, it's electric. <laughs> That's a good reason because you know you know what I mean. You don't think car to service is, is, is often to do oil changes and stuff. It's pretty much tires and brakes. You really have to worry about. Yep, tires and brakes, tires and brakes. Now, I've heard that the, the, the tires are very expensive because they're heavier tires or they right. have you know. So you can spend a couple of grand changing your tires. Right. But I guess if you got to do that, what probably once every. De- depends know. how you drive too. Depends on how you drive. You got a heavy foot. Maybe every year or so. Right. What, what are the cons for electric vehicles? The high cost of battery is the price of electric vehicles price. higher than usual. Especially in India. In India, the, the, they came to a halt just because of pricing. Because the high cost of price of, of the batteries. You can't afford it. Yeah. Yep. The range anxiety. We all know that. Even, see, they say even two-wheelers, which is, I guess, the bikes and the motorcycles right. and stuff, even that, they're much higher than their regular counterparts from wow. their other counterparts. It's one, of the, it's one of the biggest deal breakers for customers, actually, out there who want to shift to EV. Mm-hmm. 
finding stations to charge your, your EV. That's another. That's another where we go problem. back to the infrastructure. Yeah, right. the challenge is also directly linked to the lack of EV inter- infrastructure in the country. And the average range is 300 miles, we said, right? Yep, the average range is about 300 miles. Another thing we always talk about, Tesla. <laughs> Tesla. Will Tesla dominate the EV market come 2022? Oh, That's a good question. That is a good question. But we do have to remember that they do have these these uh, these, these these factories that they, they, they could dish out a lot of cars. Right. You know, faster than... They would be able to, to roll out 2 million units each year by the end of 2022. That's a lot of vehicles. That's a lot of vehicles. Wow. According to Bloomberg, mm-hmm. <clears throat> reports uh, citing Los Angeles-based investment firm <clears throat> Webbush, 40% of EV deliveries in China the next year will be powered by Tesla. That's 40%. That's almost half. That's almost half. It's further estimated that Tesla will roll out about 2 million units each year by the end of 2022. All of this has to do with the last thing you said. It's just, I guess, they were just able to manufacture them a lot Right, right now, they're doing 1 million per year. 1 million per year. So you figure 40, 40%. So then there's 400,000. Wow. There's 400,000 yeah, Teslas out I there in Tesla's China. I think Tesla's still going to dominate for a little bit. Yeah, people are going to have to catch up to them because right. they're they're going to be ahead of the curve for some time. There, there, there's been a few complaints about customers about you know cheap plastic in the car, but even even with all all these these negative reviews, Tesla is still has I still seen growth. Growth. There was a woman at, <laughs> there was a woman in in in, in China. They were like at one of these car show things, right. and she like jumped on. She got on, jumped on the vehicle, mm. and she was trying to show how cheap it was. Wow! Funny part was it didn't have the same issues that her vehicle had. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so she basically wasted the time. But I thought that was a funny thing. Somebody was trying to prove in a car show how cheap things are made right. and. Trying to bash Tesla didn't quite work out for them. Most of these cars are, are plastic on the inside, anyways. I mean, even even uh, it doesn't matter. You, you can get the most expensive car. Still got plastic on the inside. Still gonna have to have plastic, and there's still gonna be, you know, areas of the car that are gonna be more prone to being damaged. So, do you, do you think Tesla's gonna be gonna be in the market to 2022? I think Tesla's gonna be. Tesla got another good three, four, five. I say three to five years. You think so? Until they're on top. Okay. Because for now, let's say as the only thing that's going to get someone to choose another vehicle versus Tesla is going to be styles and look, style and looks. Right. And price. And price. But as it goes now, nobody's going to be too much cheaper than Tesla. Nobody's going to be. Well, you see the average car starts at about 40,000. 40,000. So, I mean, they're all in, they're all at about the same price range. Right. It's going to be more till. We'll just have to see. We will have to see. So there you have it, guys. Little updates on a few stuff happening around the world in the car industry world. So if you like what you see, guys, please like and subscribe. And um, until next time.